Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to the Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 546. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Mer- British Columbia, where the BC Lions are on a bye this week. Well, that's somebody has to be on a bye, so that's where it's going on. So what's going on wild and new in your world? It's, it's now we've gone through Labor Day. The Labor Day weekend's over. Uh, it, uh, it, it really feels like fall out here. It's very cr- crisp in the morning. It's down around four or five degrees. It's, uh, it gets up hotter than shit during the day, though. We're still close in the high 20s, but it just takes a little while to get that way. Smoke's mostly cleared in our area. The big fire close by is now contained or put out or whatever because everything's being released by BC wildfire, so that's okay. There's still fires all over the province, so that's another thing, story altogether. I really don't have much of a rant about football. Uh, we're going to talk about that. I have a lot of rants, um, but we're going to talk about them because they're, both, they're all important things. Randy Ambrosi and his stat page, being an idiot. We're going to talk about this headbutt in Winnipeg. Um, or in Regina, we're going to talk about all sorts of things that are going to come up and go. So, yeah, we can have lots of fun, and I'm going to rant about them. I'll guarantee you that. I've opened up all the mics just in case uh, uh, mine didn't work, and I wanted the boys to be able to jump right in uh, without having to text me and tell me that I'm not saying anything. But obviously they haven't said anything, so I am, must be working well. Blog Talk hasn't shit to bed yet. Yet. Keyword, yet. Uh, you never know. Um, so what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some football. Um, what's going on? What's neat? What's new? Wonderful. Oh yeah. The, the other thing is Kelly, Chad Kelly's contract. What the fuck? Who the fuck would have guessed that? Okay. Uh, anyhow, let's go around the table here and introduce the boys. We got Charles online here, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. I'm tired. I'm sore. Yep. And uh, you know what? But we're going to talk football for the next two hours. And I'm going to try to stay awake. And if I don't stay awake, I don't stay awake. That would be a plus. But yeah. Yeah, it, it would be. But I've got a, probably an hour's worth of work afterwards. So the kids are going to go to bed now because school's in. So I'm going to have to turn, um, mute my mic. So go around the table and talk to yourselves, okay? Okay. Hello? I guess that means we got to keep talking. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, good evening. Hello, everybody. I'm here down here in the Lower Mainland in uh, Abbotsford, well, Fraser Valley, Lower Mainland, kind of all the same thing. Uh, let's go around and say good evening to Rudy. How are you today, Rudy? Good. I'm, uh, I enjoyed my weekend in Regina. It was a, it was a fun two days. And, uh, yes, I saw, I saw some of the pictures out there. Yeah, there were a lot of blue out there, and, and well represented, and uh, the fans, everybody got along. I didn't see any real, any real fights. As bad as it looks online, that's a good uh, thing. Yeah, when Ryder and Bomber fans meet up, even the stands, there are a few plays. People, are, it was pretty good. It was everybody's in pretty good spirits, so it was good. And uh, I recommend that trip, and I also recommend anybody wanting to come to the Banjo Bowl. It's uh, 
it really is, uh, it's a whole weekend of festivities. Like, it's absolutely, like, it starts Saturday and and late Sunday. So, it's a little mini two-day, almost like a great cup type week mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere, I guess. So, and I recommend it. And, uh, and too bad about the smoke, but I'm glad the game's about played. That is good, yep. And speaking of smoke, Will, uh, good evening. You were at the game at McMahon Stadium on Monday, Monday afternoon. How are you today? Oh, Monday evening. Monday evening. I'm good. I'm good. Um, You know what? I've only ever left uh, two Stampeder games early (laughs) in my lifetime. One of them being last Monday. And both. And both times, the Stampeders have come back from the abyss and won. The only the only difference was on Monday, I actually managed to make it home before they started their comeback. So I got to watch it on TV, which was great. I just... Uh, well, that's a plus. I, w- I was, uh, I was uh, a little frustrated, and I've been that way this year a lot with Calgary because... Uh, I, 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 to be honest with you, I knew everywhere Jake Mayer was going to throw the ball before he threw the ball because he has the tendency to stare at his receivers. And uh, I was a little frustrated, and the smoke really didn't help because it was not very healthy, so I left. That's simple. That's simple. That's all. So, and I can't I say I blame you for leaving because for a large portion of that game, the Stampeders played like crap. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can understand you being frustrated by that. Yeah, it's been a frustrating year in general. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I just, and the smoke was really annoying, and it was just like, why the fuck am I going to sit here? And I got up to leave. And everybody in my section was shocked because they've never seen me leave. So, so, and I know all of these people have been there for thirty plus years. So, but yeah. I, so, so uh, all you really had to do is say, "Will," is to turn around and look at them all and go, "I have to go take a shit," and and get up and leave. Right? Nobody will just say not anything. Come back. You. Just not come yeah, back. Yeah, but the last time. That, but the last time somebody said I, he was probably taking a shit was a was a Calgary Flames coach, and he eventually got fired for that remark. So yeah, but you, you, so you, I, you I don't, don't want to get fired. Work. Yeah, from who? You don't fire fans, anyways. But yeah, no, so they, I was they, just begging for I, them right now. I was I was frustrated, and you can still tell my voice is not the same. Because I sat there in the smoke all day, all day, and it's still bothering me. So, but whatever is what okay. it is. Go ahead. Well, we'll go ahead, and then we'll just talk with Rudy. Rudy, how are you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Good. I just uh, let everybody know that I had fun in Labor Day. That was a great yeah. I would, I would recommend to any CFL fan to come to that game or the Badger Bowl, and uh, and it'll be a, a fun rematch this Saturday. I think Saskatchewan better buckle up. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do something real quick. So you you know how I uh, I, I went through game for game for the rest of the season, pick the winners and then pick the final standings. Right. And I asked you guys to do the same. Have you ever gone back on what you, what you, games you looked at and, and decided or found out how you did? Um, I don't like I, doing that. Cause I always seem to have not done very well. Well, we started in week 11. Okay. That was week 11 that I asked you guys to do this. It was Edmonton, Hamilton. I picked Edmonton, Edmonton one, Winnipeg, Calgary, I picked Winnipeg. Winnipeg won. Ottawa, Montreal. I picked Ottawa. Montreal won. And Saskatchewan beat BC. So that's I went two for two and uh, two for four. Sorry. And then the next week I picked uh, Winnipeg over Montreal, which was good. I picked Calgary over Toronto, which was bad. I picked BC over Hamilton, which was bad. And I picked Edmonton over Ottawa, which was correct. So I'm at 500. Okay. I went into week 13, which was last week, and I picked BC, which is good. I picked uh, Winnipeg, which was bad. I picked Toronto, which was good. And I picked Calgary, which was good. So I'm one game above 500 on the last three weeks. So that's not bad, but it's definitely not very good. Okay. Right. Well, not considering I figured that this was going to be 100%, right? I'm like 55, 55% or 52% or something. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. You said Saskatchewan wasn't going to win another game this year, and they've won three since. Well, yeah, Saskatchewan, no, no, they didn't. They, 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 they yeah, didn't? they did. Okay. They won a BC game. Yeah, they did. On. Yeah, they've won three. They're three straight wins. They can't. Yes. Good enough. Beat BC. They be they they no they buy the next week. They oh, okay. So they won two by week twelve, and then they beat Winnipeg. So yeah, they won two, and I said Fair they were going to win those two. Now, but I did. But they I, did. I did say I did say Hamilton wasn't going to win another game. And they beat BC. That's true. I don't know predictions. Then the predictions are are for, I don't know. They're just not very good. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk football. Let's talk about uh, week 13 games. We had uh, the first game up was Saturday, Saturday afternoon here. It was the BC Lions in Montreal to play the Alouettes. Honestly, it, the score, in my opinion, now, it, is it biased? Am I being a homer or whatever else? I think it really flattered Montreal because I think BC just owned this game from beginning to end. And, yes, Montreal scored some points, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was very impressed with the, the performance of the O-line. I Finally, they, they actually protected Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams had an amazing game. If you go back and look at the last five weeks of football since Vernon Adams came back from injury, and he's without question the best quarterback in the league. Um, it's just, a, just absolutely amazing, his numbers. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was really impressed with this game. I was happy with it. I watched it from beginning to end, and... Uh, what can I say? Charles, I'll let you go on this one, and uh, you're another BC Lions fan, so you tell, you come up with this one. 
I definitely felt, for the most part, in this game, the Lions were the better team. I felt that right from the beginning. Even when there were a few short times where the Alouettes actually got the lead. But I was always confident the Lions were going to come back. The Lions offense, which had been actually struggled the last two weeks, they were very much back in form in this one. Uh, Vernon Adams threw for uh, 300 yards again. I believe he has now thrown for 300 yards in four straight starts. Yeah, uh, 300 plus yards and 43 and 11 touchdowns and three interceptions. He's putting up MOP in the last four games. Uh, he has put up like MOP numbers uh, when you look at it. Um, but the Lions' offense was played much better. The Lions' defense, I think, uh, yeah, they gave up some points still, but they were much better than they had been against either Saskatchewan or Hamilton. They had five sacks on the. Um, on uh, Cody Fajardo, they intercepted him twice, both times in the end zone, and they really tightened up. They they did give up the one long run to um, uh, William Stanback when uh, I think there was a bit of a, a breakdown in the coverage. But for the most, they other than that one long run, they held him pretty well in check. Uh, the run defense had been uh, a bit of a, a tough spot for the Lions, but I thought they were better other than the one play there where he broke off the long run. I thought. As a whole, the Lions played uh, better. They certainly weren't perfect by any means, and I know they can play even better than what they did play in this one. But I really thought that they were clearly the better team in this game, and I always thought that they were pretty much full value for that win. And it was a closer score, but I still think the Lions, in reality, they won it comfortably. Yeah, no arguments with that one. William, you're a closet Montreal fan. What did you think of this game? Well, um, I hear you. I hear you. Um, uh, You know what? I I hate when you guys talk about quarterbacks and the stats the last four weeks because in reality – in the last four weeks, he only won two games out of four, right? We're, we're where? So, so I don't give a fuck how many yards he's thrown for and losses. Anyways, um, you know what? 34-25, obviously, obviously Montreal was still in the game. The score shows that. And I did watch the game. And I don't know. I, I think the saving grace for <laughs> the saving grace for BC is that that my favorite quarterback, Cody Fajardo, plays for them, for Montreal. And uh, everybody's got a chance to beat Montreal if that's the case. So It was awful. I, I, yeah, I, he was. And, and he, seems to, he seems to be a guy who gets worse and worse as the season goes on. <laughs> and I... I don't know why that is, <laughs> um, but hey, I guess he's better than the other guy. Um, but yeah, BC won. That's really all that matters. Don't care if it was close or if it wasn't close. They won. They got the two points, and they need the two points. So did, uh, yeah. you know, and and once again, they've been kind of inconsistent the last couple of weeks. So this one. They won. So when it when it came right down to it, it was a it was a tighter game, and they won the tighter game. So there you go. 
It's all that matters, remember? The cool thing is is that now we're, we know that they're not going to lose two weeks in a row. Right. Well, I guess. What, what do you mean? I guess. Well, there's no way for them to lose this week because they're not playing. They're on a bye. Well, yeah, I, I get that, but this week doesn't count in reality, guys. So if they lose next week, they've lost two weeks in a row. Sorry. No, they they won mani- their can last mani- game with you a win. You can manipulate it. You can manipulate they didn't lose. They didn't lose, so how can they lose two in a row if they didn't lose their last game? You can manipulate it all you want. Anyway. I, I just said they didn't. Moving on. Moving on. What did you think of the game, Rudy? <laughs> um, you know what? I saw it a little bit different. I think BC did play better, but at the end of the day, Montreal was threatening to go up eight points, and Piardo threw a horrid interception in the end zone in the double or triple coverage. I mean, if he just doesn't make that throw and makes a better decision, which obviously he won't because he's Cody Piardo, I mean, that's a, that could be a different outcome. And who knows how BC reacts, even though they – they played well, probably deserved to be in the lead at that point, but they go down eight points late in that game. I mean, I don't know how they're going to react. So, but they made a good defensive play and then they, and they, uh, and they got the win, but uh, definitely it was closer than the score indicated. It said it really went the way. Yeah. 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 But uh, you need those wins. I think BC will turn things around. We'll get back on the, they're going to string some wins back together. Well, I, I, I sure the hell hope so. But um, hang on, where are we going here? Week fourteen is a uh, their next game's against Ottawa, and then Edmonton. Well, and then who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Those could be terrible fucking games. Okay. What just happened? Okay, that's what I was looking at. Okay, so the uh, BC Lions final score was BC Lions 34, Montreal 25, total 59 points. Charles took BC. He got 112. Will went with Montreal, got 18. Uh, CJ picked BC, got 120. And Rudy took BC and went 108. The next game up uh, was um, – Winnipeg in Saskatchewan, okay? And uh, this is a big-time game for the Flatlanders. Uh, there was all, they movement all over the place. And, and again, like uh, Jared Zanowich. Zanowich? What's his name? Yeah, Zanowich. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's got this really bad habit of drunk texting me at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in his mind. I don't know why he's in Regina, shit face at one o'clock in the morning, and he sends me a text. Okay. Why do I not find this that surprising? I don't know. But go on. It, 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 but it I find really... it. I find it absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but here's the funny thing, okay? Because it it, it it goes beyond this. It's 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 extremely funny. Here he is. Um, he phoned me at, or he texts me. Okay, August the 4th, he, he sent me an audio call at 7 o'clock in the morning, okay? And it got, he, he, he hung up. 
then Sunday night. So this is this is Sunday night. This is this is after the game, right? No, this is before the game. Sunday Sunday morning. Okay, so Saturday night, Sunday morning, before the game, at at one o five a.m., he sends me a text that says, "We fucked up." That's it. That's all he said. We fucked up. And, and then later on, I said. Were you drunk texting me again at 1 a.m.? He said, no. Why? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyhow. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, da, 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 da. So, where are we? Uh, talk- oh, we're talking about this game. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Very close game, back and forth. Saskatchewan actually played a pretty good game. This is Dogala. When I picked Saskatchewan not to win another game for the rest of the year, I honestly, well, at that point in time, Mason Fine was going to be their quarterback. And there's no way in hell Mason Fine would have won another game for the rest of the year, except maybe against Hamilton. Mason Fine got hurt, and they put in this Jake Dogala, six foot seven. Did you see my post about him with the, with the, the post game interview with Jake Dogala, six foot seven? being interviewed by a five foot yes. two little girl and he's like bent over right at the waist, like ninety degrees. Well, he had to be because right you over. couldn't reach him. I know. But do you not think that this was an absolute fuck up by T S N? Get a box idiot, or something for her to stand what on. idiot what idiot producer did not see this coming? I mean you you don't do this. This is like Tom Cruise in a movie. You always gotta make it him look, look big, right? It, it did. It was absolutely stupid. Get him a chair. Let him sit down. Uh, do something, right? Maybe he should have been kneeling. Um, I, I think he was very graceful about it. I think what he, he did was very was good. It was it was non in, non basic. It, it wasn't. It was. He was very respectful about it. I don't have a problem with what happened, and I'm not picking on short people, and I'm not picking on tall people. I'm picking on idiot producers that don't do something to fix this problem, okay? They could have rectified this before it happened. They could, should have known what was happening when you're going to put out a four-foot-two, five-foot-two uh, reporter to interview somebody who is six-foot-seven, a foot and a half, 18 inches taller than her. You could, come on. It was, was, am I the only one that thinks this was absolutely stupid? I mean... It, it was it was cool. I mean, it was very very well done. It was very classy with the two of them. But TSN needs to grow up and become a real network because they're just simply not. They, they just they, they literally were not. Um, but back to the game. Saskatchewan played a really good game. They got a good quarterback, and he moved the ball, and he moved it efficiently and effectively, and. Uh, Winnipeg didn't really have much of an answer for them. Uh, it was a back-and-forth game. It came down to the wire. There was only two points difference. It went into overtime, actually, and they both ended up with touchdowns, and uh, Saskatchewan was able to do the two-point conversion, and Winnipeg didn't. Bottom line, that's what it is. Um, I'm actually surprised Winnipeg came back and tied the game. Was hmm? They did come back and tie, or did Saskatchewan tie? I don't remember. 
Uh, it was one of those things that it's just like, oh, my God, what's going on? And going into overtime, anything can happen. I mean, that's like your one-game Grey Cup, how Toronto won last year, right? Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, good game. Rudy, you were at the game. Tell us what the atmosphere was like. Uh, tell, you, 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 tell us about your mission. Yeah, it was – I went with the I went with my two daughters who were 19 and 17 and my wife so it was uh we had fun we we did, we did a lot and uh you know what the fans were good and I know there's a lot of uh back and forth online but you know bomber and and rider fans they actually kind of do get along for the most part and uh, they have a good laugh during the game and after the game and I mean it, that game meant a lot to the riders I think the bombers have beaten them like 8 or 9 10 times in a row so we're kind of due to lose one of those, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I know the atmosphere was top notch and it'll be the same way next week or this Saturday in, in Winnipeg. So yeah, it'll be, uh, it was fun. And, uh, you know, as for the game, you know what? Winnipeg got off to a slow start again. Um, couple drops, Caleros throwing picks, like, uh, opening kickoff, bombers sleeping. They, you know, recovered a short kick. Uh, lucky Bombers D kind of kept that thing from being a blowout in the first half. And then Winnipeg got going in offense. And Saskatchewan really didn't could, didn't really stop them too much in the second half. And, uh, but it's, you know, one of those things where they got behind early and, they couldn't, you know, Saskatchewan had enough to, uh, in the end. I mean, Winnipeg had a chance to put the game away. They're up 24-21 at the 40. And they went two and out. So, you know, Bombers offense has to get that first down there, and they didn't. So, and then uh, Gatron did a good job of taking the ball downfield. Dolgada, I can't even pronounce his name, but uh, he, uh, he made some good throws. Yeah, he made, Dolgala. He, he made some good throws. And I give him credit, he stood in there and he took some hits, but he made some good throws and, and, he got the touchdown in overtime, and he got the the two points. Looked like the ball touched the ground. I'm not sure. I guess they called it a it was good for. I guess because they called it a catch, they didn't uh, overrule it on the uh, instant replay on the review. But that literally it touched the ground. But uh, who knows what? The yeah, I I kind of thought so too, to be honest. Okay, I, my take on was that you're you're 100 correct. The ball touched the ground. But he was in control of the ball. It wasn't like the ball. He needed the ground to control the ball. The ball was already controlled. And that might be the case. And so the ball did touch the ground. That's that, it's not gray at all. It's very much not. If there's if there's if you have not got control of the ball and the ball touches the ground, it's not a pass. It's not a completion. But if you've got the ball and you roll around on the ground and the ball touches the ground, that's not a big deal. He did not use the ball, the, the ground to trap the ball. No, that's fair. It all depends on, on – I have to look at that again. I haven't looked at it in a minute. So, so, frank, so I know that those sometimes can be a little bit misleading. But uh, it, it was a good catch. But, and Winnipeg didn't convert theirs, so you know what? Uh, this so. shit happens, yeah. Right, exactly. And, Winnipeg's goal line didn't give uh, Zach any protection on that two-point play at all. He had no time to to make a throw. So, 
But uh, Zach's got to get back. Zach Claris has got to get back to playing um, straight forward football. He's why he's not taking his first or second reads. He's 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 hanging on to the ball a little bit too long in certain situations. And then you're seeing interceptions. The last his last three or four starts, he's had a rash of interceptions. It's kind of like okay, enough's enough. Like stop screwing around. I know it's only the regular season, but you know it's time to start gearing up for the playoffs. So he can't. These interceptions. No. So uh, it's funny. Saskatchewan did not turn the ball over in the game. No, and that's uh, key. That's huge for them. Um, the Dogala was 326 yards passing. Caleros was uh, only 279. 279 is very respectable, but uh, 326 is much better. Well, uh, I'll tell you. What. Um, one play that hurt, and that was a dumb, dumb play by a very good player, rookie, it's, uh, uh, Houston, uh, Winnipeg DB. When Saskatchewan backed up into the wind, they're I think they're second and fifteen, and and they're in their their own goalposts, and he jumps the route and turned into a huge play for Saskatchewan. I mean, if you just stand there, tackle them let them catch it, tackle them. They're punting from their own five into the wind. And that probably would have, Winnipeg would have been a great field goal position. So Winnipeg just made too many mistakes in in every area of the game. So that's why it was close. So they got to clean stuff up. All fixable, but we'll see if they do it. Okay. Um, Willie. Yes. Well. Got you in Winnipeg. One of these years, Rudy, I'd like to go to that game again. I did go to that game in my early 20s. (laughs) In Regina? (laughs) But I'm sure my, yes, but I'm sure my picture is still on the wall, okay? (laughs) Because. I don't remember those trips, to be honest with you. I was in my 20s, and it was a good time. That's yeah, all I, I know. But I, I'd, like to, I'd, like to, I'd like to go just to really grasp the atmosphere, to be honest with you, because I'm sure it is a pretty good atmosphere. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The party's good. So, you know what? Um, the game was entertaining in my mind. Um, I, I don't, I don't think Winnipeg is as intense as they should be right now. And, and I understand why, because they're already, they're leading the, they're leading the West and I don't know if anybody's going to catch them, but they gotta, they gotta pull their socks up soon. Who who are you talking about? Winnipeg? Winnipeg. Okay, they're only one game ahead of BC. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm just saying. And you're I, saying, I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to catch and I them. Don't, you and said I, that. And, and, like and, stupid, and, I, and they've got a head-to-head match I, left, too. Hold on. And I don't want to get into this because we are talking about Winnipeg right now. But right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. Winnipeg is hands above BC sorry and you can say whatever you want and we can argue about it at the end of the year but I guarantee it okay I guarantee it anyways moving on 
Um, I, I'm curious to know this weekend what we're going to get. If we're going to get Dona Gala or whatever the hell his name in the first game he played in, which he was terrible, as opposed to this game, which he was pretty freaking good. Um, and you know what? Saskatchewan won. It's about time they won one. Um, Dickinson didn't make any stupid errors. And uh, the thing we haven't talked about yet is 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 Zach Kolaris's, um looked like he got shot by a fucking howitzer when he got headbutted. And then he popped back up again. So, yeah, it, you know, we, um, we were we didn't talk about it. I purposely didn't talk about it. I was kind of waiting for somebody else to bring it up, and and, and Rudy Rudy went by it. So, um, I I I I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Okay, um, should the guy have headbutted him? Absolutely not, because he no. got he got suspended for a game. But yeah. did he hurt Zach Kolaris? Absolutely not. Okay? No. He he flopped but like a Zach fish. Did su- Zach did such a good acting job that they made him go out for three plays, which I thought was even funnier. Uh, oh, okay? boy, was he mad. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, he was. Oh, he was really well, Yeah. He was mad. He wasn't, well, don't he was pull mad. it. He was mad. Don't because pull it, buddy, if you don't want to use it. It was pretty funny. But it, Anyways, he but, hey... They didn't throw a flag on the play. He was mad. He was mad at the refs for yeah. like they're looking at. And everything yeah. he's, I don't think he's. I think he maybe did a couple extra rolls on the ground, maybe. But honestly, when a two hundred fifty pound man headbutts you, and he didn't give him a love tap, he snapped his head back. And you're not. And it's fifteen seconds after the play. You're not expecting it. You're relaxed, and you get hit by a guy. Oh. Not still. He got hit. I'm not. I'm not saying you got. I'm not saying he got shot like with out of like you said. He didn't get shot with a hat. It wasn't like attempted murder, but it was more than a love tap. And the one game is definitely deserved. I mean, I, so if it was, yeah, a love I'm, tap, not, I'm not Rudy. If it was a love tap, the one game suspension would have been deserved. Okay, it is just something oh, yeah, that is no, not acceptable. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm not arguing that he shouldn't have got a game. He should have got a game absolutely because you can't do that. But, I mean, Zach Kolaris also wears a fucking kazoo helmet, okay? He could probably hit him in the head with a baseball bat and it's not going to bother him. Um, so, but I just thought it was hilarious. What, what, I, what, I, what I think is, is disgusting is uh, Michael Ball from Saskatchewan, their, their, their announcer, he, he is a clown. What he's saying on social media, he is absolutely ridiculous. Bringing up stuff from three years ago, it's like, yeah, I, that doesn't make it open season on quarterbacks because someone didn't get thrown out of a game three years ago. That doesn't give you your team the right to, to yeah, you know, it do doesn't, what That doesn't make it okay. Yeah, and he's just going off the rails. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. Even the Ryder yeah. fans are – Bob Irving has gone off the rails, too, in the other direction. Okay. The, the man, the man is insane. Okay, he, not necessarily insane. He's senile, without question. Uh, he's he's gone the uh, perspective the other way. You just don't see it. Okay, 
It, it, you know what was really funny is I was on a rider site, okay, and, and they were talking about Glenn Suter and what a bomber homer Glenn Suter was, okay? They absolutely hate him. No, they absolutely hate him. They, they think that Glenn oh. Suter hates the riders. He never says anything good about them. It, it, it's absolutely disgusting that the league constantly puts Suter on rider games, Okay. And, and I'm delusional. Are, are you shitting me? You cannot be serious about this, okay? Because he's the he's the biggest rider homer there is, and and then you know, and then the bomber fans are turning around and doing exactly the same thing on other things. It, it just boggles the mind that that people have the opinion that they do. And Rudy, you have the opinion that Bob Irving is just wonderful cuddly teddy bear man and he's an I mean, absolute my, fucking loser how so but that's, that's he's a homer just listen to the what he says non-stop it is ridiculous but he's retired now so i know he's, so he can say what he wants so, why does everybody give him so much credibility well he's i just find to be a complete homer myself he is well, he obviously lives in Winnipeg, and he just but but Michael Ball's on an active team right now. He's actually commentating. He's in the media, not retired. He has all his faculties. He's not mid seventies, and he's acting like a, like an idiot. Well, there's no like difference any, between Michael Ball and what Rod Peterson did. Nothing. So zero. Zero. They were exactly the same. This is what there is expected in Saskatchewan. In Regina, they expect their their media personnel to to kiss the feet of the green monster. Okay, they absolutely expect it. They demand it. Okay, and and that's the only way that he got the job. Does he believe some of the shit that he says? I doubt it. I honestly doubt it. He's just doing it because that's his job. He literally is getting paid to do that. Okay, I, shit, I do stuff like that all the time, and nobody pays me. He's actually getting money to do it. Yeah, but, but like you, going after you, another player, like that—that's that, a bit much. Like him going after Caleros when he knows you the history of head issues, like that's a bit much. Like you're okay. Like, first first off, that is not relevant. Okay, well, it's absolutely not relevant that Zach Caleros has got concussion issues. Not at well, no. all. It doesn't but, matter. But it doesn't matter if it was Zach Claros or it was anybody else. The, the, the incident in itself, the walking up after a play and headbutting somebody with malicious intent is not acceptable regardless of who the recipient is. Yeah. Does it make it worse because Zach has had head injuries? Absolutely not. Okay? It does not because it doesn't matter. The, incident, the act itself was wrong. Who it went to doesn't matter. You can't say, oh, oh, he should get four games because he might. He, it was he hurt a quarterback. He's got head injury. You can't do I that. I said one game. I said one game was fine. I said from the start. I know you one did. Game was- you go on some of the bomber sites. They they're calling for six games. They're talking about the suspension for the rest oh, of the yeah. season. They're, they're, there's some off some the rails. They don't realize that's like one. That's like one third of the one third of the salary. So, like one game. Most of the bomber fans are good with one game. There's a few wing nuts, but you know what I mean. So it's not like a few. Fucking heard of them. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan fans are trying to bring up balls, bringing up the fact that um, 
Caleros rubbed helmets with Moncrief, not a headbutt. Trying to say that was the same type of hit and that he should have been kicked out of the game. Like, that's just as ridiculous. You know what I mean? And that's not all Ryder fans, but, you know, you get shit like that on both sides. You know, absolute nonsense. But, uh, and, and the other thing is that bothers Ryder fans, the second they, one of their players does something wrong, they point, what about Simone Lawrence? They just keep, like, they defended Marino to the death. Their media defended Marino to the death. And they're doing the same thing now. So it's like they have a history of defending shit play. Oh, they circle the wagons. No no doubt about it. They're they're morally and ethically bankrupt as a a fan base. I don't get me. I can go on and on and on and about Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans and the the team right from the very top, from the president on down, from the from the board of directors all the way down. They're morally and ethically bankrupt. They, they, what they do, what they can condone, what they let their players get away with is, is disgusting <gasps> and wouldn't happen in the majority of cities in the CFL, okay? It, it wouldn't. Somebody does something wrong, they, they get released. BC, I don't know, BC's released people, Calgary's released people, uh, Edmonton has released people, Saskatchewan throws them a parade. Okay? And so, no, it- I... No, no I, I'm not. They, don't, that's wrong. You know, we're not going to go there. No, no, but they pointed to Harris should have been kicked out of a game a few years ago because he tossed the helmet. And you know what? I agree. Bomber fans, yeah, we got away with one. He should have gotten thrown into the game. Like we, like it's not. We're not going to like. Yeah, you don't that. do shit like that. You know, and it's but, a, it's but a, here's the question. He 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 did. He was not supposed to do that. Did he get suspended for it by the league? Uh, Harris? Yeah. No. I mean, he got fined. No. He got fined, okay? Yeah. The Winnipeg organization should have done something about it. Well, okay? You know, they, no, fined, no, we'll defend them. They should have done something about it because that is totally and completely unacceptable behavior. No other team would ever bench a player like Harris if he didn't get suspended. They weren't going to they're not going to BC and Calgary have both done awesome. it. With who? Okay, so so I, I absolutely don't don't understand what you're talking about. Yes, no teams team do that. Their star running yeah. backs out. If Calvin Anderson, hundred percent, they would. Do you think Wally Buono would bench Calvin Anderson for a game? I, I know he. Ed- are you I know he benched that- Andrew Harris in a game for doing something stupid. Buono would never do that in a million and a half years. Oh, if the, if yeah. even after, why wasn't like Robinson? I mean, Saskatchewan didn't take Robinson to the game. They asked they asked O'Shea that very question. They said, "What if that had been your player that did that?" He says, "Would you have taken that player to the game?" He goes, "Well, no, you can't. I mean, you got a break. Your team gets a break. If you get a break, why would you not use it? Like it's sports. Like you, you would. Why would you? Why would you hurt your team? Why would you take a chance away from winning by benching your best player?" And you lose a championship because of that. that that's ridiculous. It's up to the league. The, it's up to the league. The league's got to make this. The league. Robinson is not their best player. I agree. The league has to. It's up to the league. Get the, the players and the coaches. They, what's, the, what's the punishment going to be? Like, if you got fined, well, then that's what the punishment is. You got fined. I mean, the league. I mean, the league. That's up to the league to start getting a lot more consistent in their discipline. And, like, 
I'm not sure how Robinson stayed in that game, but whatever. But next time that might happen, and someone might get thrown up for a lot less, and it's going to be an overreaction by the league, and that's what I'm worried about. For and that could be anything. So <laughs> I'm worried about the next time you see something not even as bad, and they're going to overreact and they're going to throw some some guy out that doesn't deserve it. That's my fear. Because now the leagues that they don't know where they're at, they have no, there's no. There's no criteria now. They don't know where, where they're at. They're just making things up now at this point. So I don't know where the league really goes from here with stuff like this. Well, it, it was malicious but, intent. He got a game suspension. It's over. Let it go. Yeah. Well, I, now the the I, question I, is, is he is he appealing it? No, I don't think so. I think today he... I, I haven't heard. The last so, one he said is... If he's accepting the one-game suspension. Uh, just to, in my opinion, he shouldn't play in the next game against the Bombers because that's just going to cause phenomenal hostilities. Okay? It's going to escalate. The, 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 I, the, the one thing that I can think of right now is Bertuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> okay? You know what the one thing? Did you, like, did you notice that when that happened, that none of the bombers, none of the bombers took a, a retaliation penalty at that moment. That that's a pretty well coached team to not jump on on Robinson and kill him for doing that. So, I mean, I'm surprised. Oh, it, you, you, you think so? A couple of guys wanted to, but they they were holding oh, yeah. them back. Yeah. They, okay. They, one guy, one guy was going to get in his face, and they kind of said no, no. So that's like that's a, that's a good coach team. They, there was no retaliation. But, okay. And and you know what, Rudy? Here and I guess we're we're just on opposite sides of things because I'm actually embarrassed for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for not do, defending their quarterback. That a quarterback and a goalie are the same thing. And if you do not defend your goalie and you do not fe- defend your quarterback, you're a fucking wimp. Yeah, but then you get and if Oh, didn't go after this guy and pound him into the ground and get, get okay, ejected so that, from the game. I'm perfectly happy with that. I'm perfectly so okay with that. Get a 25 yard penalty and get kicked out of the game. But you defend you your quarterback. So, so let's say they, you, lose let's the, say, they lost the game anyhow. No, no, but at the time, at the time, you can't say that. At the time, so they take a 15 yarder back. Their guy gets thrown out of the game. So now you don't. You have to kick the field goal. So now you. But now. But you, 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 you show restraint because they'll see Robinson again. Don't worry. Like, smart really? teams don't retaliate. They wait. But and at, you'll get at, if you don't aren't there times where you're nothing. Yeah. Aren't there times where there are things that kind of become more important than winning the game, like sticking up for your player? Winning the game is a goal. It's not war. Claris wasn't right. murdered. He got back up. So, and, and, and second of all, they got the touchdown after, the, after that. They got the touchdown because otherwise it would have been a field goal. They got the touchdown, took the lead. That should have been the game-winning touchdown, but they didn't salt it away. So they, what sent, this, they, what if, they sent a message straight across the league. It's okay to take liberties with our quarterback we're not going to do anything about it no because now now they're going to now that's what they said they're going to come back to win they're going to come back to winnipeg next week they're going to lose by 50 points on saturday it's not even be close and it's going to be and now robinson will have to play them again robinson will have to play them again 
maybe in the in the West final or semifinal, who knows, or next year, and there'll be payback. Someone's going to say, like, of course there'll be payback. Ooh. I mean, and it wasn't like, now, if Kolarik would have not, if Kolarik would have left the game with an injury and not come back, then, yes, there would have been, there would have been, it would have been, the game would have would dissolved into madness. Right, Bombers but that's a little not. bit too. That that was that's ridiculous. That's revenge. Then there's a difference no, between defending your quarterback and that's revenging your quarterback. What's it to defend? What's it to defend? He, the guy hit him once. There's nothing to defend. He wasn't going to jump him again. It was over. He headbutted him. You, he went to the ground. What's to defend? He wasn't. He didn't have a knife. Wasn't going to stab him again. There was nothing to defend at that point. The act. Was you can't done. honestly be that clueless. Well, then if, you, if that's revenge, then you if can't. You, if Seriously. Revenge. You just said it's not revenge. It is revenge. It's not revenge. It's not revenge. You, 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 you don't say that they, you're going to take it, take care of it later. Later's not, that's oh. unacceptable. You do it right fucking now. If, no, if my no. if my team let somebody take when I was playing goal, there's not a hope. My t- entire team would have come over the boards. The yeah, entire team, not not one I'm single good. person. That was lacrosse. It doesn't matter. I don't care. If you don't defend your goalie, if you don't defend your quarterback, then what's, you're useless. You're a wimp. What's, what's the best? What's and your the best, O-line's a wimp. The best, the best what's their job? Scoring. The Bombers got what? seven points on that play, because, and Robinson got a 15-yard penalty. Bombers got a touchdown. That seems to me pretty good. That's a pretty good payback right there without having to cost your team yards. And then they're going yeah, to come for, up for a girl. And, and, and do you think? And do you think? And do you think bombers are, are going to forget that? Do you think that's not in the back of their head? Oh, but week? now, now gonna, I don't care. Now, if you, you think, come back you next, think, if you come back in the next game and you take you take liberties on the the riders, then you guys are just a bunch of thugs. No, okay, oh, well, that's that's totally different. If you if you say that, if you say it's in the back of my mind, and I, I'm going to deal with it, I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. Then you've just brought, lowered yourself to Bertuzzi's level. Oh, okay, hey, you don't. Um, you either deal with it right now. That's 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 or that's you let opinion. it go. That's, that's your opinion. That's you not you a either fact. deal with that's it right now fact. or you let it go. That's that's your opinion, not a fact. Oh, so 100%. move on. No, it's it's not a fact. It's an opinion. That's your opinion. Oh, God. So it doesn't. Okay. The one thing that we've had very quiet in here is Rudy, quiet for a second. William, come forward. I want your opinion on yes. this. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was hoping we'd move on. Nope. Um, I, I understand. I understand what Christopher is saying. And I agree with you. But on the other hand, I also see what Rudy's saying about they're still trying to win the game. And yes, sometimes sometimes it it might overplay the win, but I'm thinking the O line didn't defend Zach Kolaris because they were all laughing so fucking hard about the dive he took after he got headbutted, okay? That's what I'm thinking. But as a as a as an offensive lineman, um, I was taught from a very young age: the minute you you don't take liberties with your quarterback, because all plays are off. And when I played football, 
if something happened to the quarterback, we could do whatever we wanted and not be worried about the repercussions from our coaching staff. Correct. So, so, but you don't but, take liberties with the quarterback. You don't take liberties with the goalie. But, but once again, times have changed. Okay. And if you, if you take it one step further and you, you go, you know, in, in the NHL, they have the instigator rule now. You just, you just can't, you just can't defend guys anymore because you get big penalties. That's that That is a problem. Yeah. And, and you, you could get ejected, and you could and get you ejected. So, you and, and, and I, I would absolutely be okay with that. You would be, but, but how about one, them? They might not be okay losing a game check. They don't make that much money. If they go back to a car wash in the state, like they don't, might not have to be able to afford to lose a game check. They don't make much. So it's easy for us to sit back and watch the game check. There are certain people Whatever. in this world that you defend regardless of the consequences, whether it's women, whether it's children, whether it's your goalie, whether it's your quarterback. Regardless of the consequences, if you don't, then you're not much of a man. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but, yeah, but I do believe that if I was in a different, if I was in a position, I would defend my quarterback. It's that simple. And mm-hmm. thing, you don't like it happens. Like you've said before, you don't you don't touch the quarterback. You don't touch the goalie. Okay. No. You don't touch the pitcher. You know, it's pretty simple. I, I think quarterback cheap shotted worse, and and nothing happened in the, in the CFL. And I think that play was so late that the players were honestly, some of them were surprised. Like, what the fuck just happened? Because it was like 15 seconds after the play. They were like, what just happened? Because it was so ridiculous. It wasn't like four seconds. It wasn't like a late hit where it was like he threw the ball and it was like he followed through after. It was like the play was whistled down. People were, were walking back to the stands. Half the players had their backs turned and didn't even see what happened. They were like, what, what just happened? Only the one guy that thought went after him, but then they held them back. No one was quite sure on the field what had happened. And I didn't even see it in the stands. I was right there. Like it was just, it was crazy. So who knows? It's easy to sit back uh, five days later and be tough, sit in our couches and say what we do. Like it's very you know, we don't know. I, I I believe in a simple philosophy. One of us is going to jail, one of us is going to the hospital and I hate hospitals. You couldn't have peeled me off of him. Sorry. It's just, it's, it's but then, I, then, then it just gets into a huge brawl and everything like that. 100% it would, Charles. 100% it would. And it should have. And then, then everybody in the league would say, you don't fuck with Winnipeg's quarterback. Right now? You think yeah, he's, he, you know he's fair game. He's fair game. First of all, nope. Okay, nobody's gone after him before this. And you think they're not going to go after him after. He got hit before. You think someone's going to run him 20 seconds after a play, after what happened? Somebody just did. It's not going to happen Somebody just did. It happened once in four years, and the guy got suspended, lost the game check. 
So the next guy that does it knows what's going to happen. Probably get three games. And he's going to lose like his half his salary for the season. Three games. So, like, no, three games gonna, in this league. Nobody. He's not gonna, he's, no one's going to do it again. He might get hit hard, maybe a second or two seconds late, but that happens to every quarterback. It's not going. It's not going to say they're going to be. You know, I don't like that. Not like some four foot. Charles. Yes. Do you have an opinion on I honest, Do you have an opinion I on the game? Honestly, well, first of all, the game was an exciting game. It was a great game. It was back and forth, and it goes right down to overtime. I actually love the fact that in, they make you go for two points uh, in overtime because otherwise I just see that – I think that game could have been uh, easily a tie. You go there, you kick the convert. The other team scores, you kick the convert. The two points is uh, more difficult to uh, get, and uh, the Bombers, uh, the Riders got it, the Bombers didn't, and I, I actually love that rule. As for, well, I'm kind of actually taking the thunder away from one of our uh, agenda items, because this was on the agenda for later, but, I mean, we're pretty much, we've hashed it out now, so we may as well just keep going with it. I can certainly honestly see an argument for both sides, because I... I get what you say about wanting to uh, protect and stick up for your quarterback. I think that uh, definitely uh, is something that um, I think, um, you know, it makes sense because they always say that the quarterback's the most, um, <clears throat> the most, uh, what should we call it, uh, the, the most important guy on a, a football team. And you don't want guys taking liberties with them and giving them cheap shots and stuff like that. So I can get that. The retaliation guy always gets seems to get um, penalized more. So I mean, yep. it's really um, to me it's a catch twenty two. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Uh, you you want to stick up for the guy, but you don't want to cost your team in yardage and penalties and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, a delicate uh, um, situation both ways. I honestly. Uh, Understand both sides of both sides of the coin here, but um, and if I was on the team, I don't know what I would do. I probably would have stuck up for the quarterback, but I can understand why guys didn't. So it's a tough one there to uh, to go through, but um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, I see both sides of the coin in this situation. As for the game, interesting game. Happy to see the Bombers lost. Let's get let um. I'm still holding out somewhat hope for uh, first place for the Lions, even though that's probably a pipe dream at this at this point. But uh, for it to happen, we need a couple Bombers losses. They got one there, so there's that. So, yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, Jake Dogala looking really, really good, actually, uh, in his last couple games. He's starting to impress me. The guy is huge. He's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, something seven. like that? 6'7". Seven. Seven. That's a tall quarterback. Seven. So, yeah, so I'm impressed. I want to see because uh, I think he, he could grow even more. So not in height, but in terms of playing. So I'm interested to, uh, to watch him uh, going forward because I actually have liked what I've seen from him, especially in the last couple of games. Okay. So let's wrap this one up. Winnipeg 30, Saskatchewan 32 in overtime. The Riders take this one. Everybody in on the panel picked Winnipeg. So Charles ended up with 24 points. Will nailed the score at 50 points. Uh, CJ got 14. Rudy got 28. 
Uh, I did not think it was going to be as high a scoring game as it was, but then that's what happens when you go into overtime. You get an extra 14, 13, 12, extra 12 points added to the score. Take that 12 points away, I would have been pretty damn close. Okay, anyhow. In fact, I would have been bang on. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, so, the next game, which was Monday. Now, I'm going to have a little bit of a rant here. I told you guys before that we are going to have a rant. Um, why are we having games on Monday? I don't even like the games on Sunday. I like games Friday night and Saturday night, and then all teams get an equal amount of rest. So, you've got the Hamilton Tiger Cats playing Toronto on Monday, and then you have the Hamilton Tiger Cats playing Ottawa on Friday. So they get three days off. They get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. They get three days off, okay? Three days off, and they're playing Ottawa, who's on a bye right now, who's just had 14 days off. If the CFLPA wants something to bitch about, because they are bitching right now about air quality, they want something to bitch about is that. And why was this not picked up? when the schedule was first released and made them change it. Absolutely, I would have had the entire league walk out until this was fixed. You don't have a football team play with three days rest. Because they need that rest. This is, a, this is a physical sport. They need the, the body needs to heal. It needs more than three days rest. It needs some practice time. When are you going to prepare for this game? I'm sorry. Well, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is d- dangerous. And and who, what fucking idiot thought it up that said that this was okay and then approved it? Okay, this has all got to be approved by Randy Ambrosi, who knows better. He's a football player, was. Football players are not very bright, and he is not proving us to be any better than that. Anyhow, so this was t- – we had two games on Monday. Absolutely shouldn't happen. Long weekend. Make it a family day. Play this game Friday night. Everything would have been fine. Toronto into Hamilton, Tim Bitfields to play their Labor Day Classic. This was the only route in the entire weekend. Toronto owned this game from beginning to end. Uh, Powell, Powell, what's his name? It's not, it's Dustin Trump. It's Taylor Um, Powell. Taylor Powell. Taylor Powell. He's, he's, this game was not his loss. He actually played a decent game of football here. This is not, this loss can't be pinned on him. But, yeah. They're just going to burn him out whenever you get a young kid like that. I mean, this is only his third start, and he literally got pummeled. I don't know. William, please come forward and speak. Take the mute off. What am I speaking forward about? Toronto-Hamilton football game. Uh, pay pay attention to the podcast. Don't be watching the news. Well, I'm sorry. I was watching the Dion show. Okay. Oh my um, God. The what? Uh, the Dion show. 
Deion Sanders in Colorado University. It's just okay. hilarious, okay? It's yeah. just hilarious. Anyways, um, you know what? The Hamilton-Toronto game, I watched, uh, I'm going to say, 60% of it because I had to go to my football game, and uh, it was it was not – that was one game that, in my mind, was not even in question from the start no. to the finish. And uh, Hamilton is not a very good football team, although they did beat BC. Um, they're just not a very good football team. They don't have a quarterback. Um, and now, what did I just read a few minutes ago? Um, their big receiver, what's his name? Come on, help me Duke, hear the spitter. Duke Williams. Duke Williams. Duke Williams. He's gone for the year now. So That's not a correct he probably statement. won't be back. What? That wasn't I heard that not to be true. I heard that not to be true what as part? well. Uh, what part? He's gone for the year. Thought to be true. Yeah, well, he's on the in- he's gone. He's on the sixth game. So. Okay. I think that means he's gone for the year. Uh, I would have but, to believe so. Yeah. Okay, if that's the case, I I didn't see it gone in the sixth game, so. I actually no, I saw the interview that. with Orlando Steinauer, and he said that he is not going to be available for this week's game, and uh, yeah. I, I'm not, we're not we'll we'll deal with his future at a later time. That we're not going to deal with that right but, now because of his his weird little tweet that says it's been nice in Hamilton. See you later. Yeah. But but I also read an article article another <laughs> article that said he's not going to. They're putting him putting him on the sixth game. So. Well, Whatever. I, I don't okay. believe that's happened. Um, I haven't seen that happen. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to look. Not, uh, he hasn't been that great of a receiver this year, anyways. Mind they you, Hamilton hasn't been that. Hamilton hasn't been that great of a team. So yeah, so Toronto won with with the with the highest paid player in the CFL. That 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 guy, Chad. What's his face? No, and, uh, yeah. Hey, more power to them. More power to them. And Toronto, you know what? For once, we have a legit leader in the East. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they're they're by far better than everybody in the East. That's for sure. So that doesn't take much. Oh, it doesn't. But. And yes, and and once again, I also think it is absolutely fucking insanity to turn a, turn around three days in a three days and play another football game. It's ridiculous. Whoever scheduled that is an idiot. Uh, yeah, and they there's, don't there's know football. And they don't know football. Yeah, I know. I think Randy Ambrosi hires them by the truckload. But most of them are working on the stats thing right now. So, anyways, go ahead. Rudy, Toronto, Hamilton. Well, I agree that you shouldn't play a game after three days rest. But let's be fair, Hamilton called in six. So, I don't think that counts in this case. But, uh, I mean... Also, Hamilton kind of did climb back in this game, and then Steinhauer went for a random two points for no fucking reason. They weren't. There was no need. There was no. Just went for two points. 
They butchered the play, and they lost momentum. Then they took a penalty, and then they had to kick off from their, like, 10-yard line. Toronto got it at midfield, scored a touchdown, and then pretty much put the game out of reach. And Hamilton kind of fought back again, and then there was, like, five or six minutes left, and Steinhauer goes for a short kick. Like, five minutes in the CFL is an eternity. You can score three times. Nope. And then, like, he just he just basically just made air after. I don't know how that guy saw the job. Like, we're talking about Chris Jones. He's he's in the lead now that who's fired because the horrendous coaching decisions in that game. So, and, and Toronto, honestly, everybody's waiting for Chad Kelly to fail, and he's not. So, good for Toronto. And uh, it's good to have, a, have an East team that's actually, you know what, deserves to uh, be in a great cup game. You know, not just slink their way in at the end of the season. So that's my thoughts. Charles. Hamilton came crashing down to earth with a thud in this game. Uh, this game was pretty much over by halftime, I thought. Uh, uh, they're just not a very good football team. They they got away with one beating a, a sleeping Lions team that just didn't take them seriously, and it came back to bite them in the ass, quite frankly. This year, this week, Toronto went out, took care of business early, and stepped on them. Um, it was uh, very evident that these uh, two teams are in completely different stratospheres. Um, Chad Kelly, I mean, the guys have been impressive all year. I can't, I, sure, he's had a couple of games here where he, he, he was stepped back a little bit, all quarterbacks too. But for the most part, I got to say, I'm quite impressed with Chad Kelly. I was not sold on him as we got into the year. I didn't think we had seen enough from him. It's starting to look more and more like this guy is uh, a legit uh, quarterback. So good on Toronto for getting him. Um, as for playing on three games rest, it's a complete, utter stupidity in professional in professional football. It's a joke. It's an embarrassment. Uh, and quite frankly, um, these people just don't have any common sense. I mean, uh, I don't know, because it's Hamilton that's going to have to play three games rest. Uh, yeah, they're playing in, in they're still playing in their own province and stuff. I don't even know. Do they play it? No, I think they play in Ottawa. But again, here we are with a team on three freaking days rest against a team that had a bye. This is not right. It's incredibly stupid, and CJ's right. It's dangerous because the body needs time to heal and you need time to practice. You're not getting either with this. Uh, it's ridiculous, and they should fire the schedule maker. Well, whoever made this schedule right from the beginning is an idiot. Uh, there's been multiple instances of this, uh, but this is ridiculous. They should not be putting out, throwing out teams on three days rest. It's stupid. You're going to get people hurt like that. Agreed. Okay. We'll wrap this one up. Toronto 41, Hamilton 28. Total point score of 69. Everybody, or Charles and Will took Toronto. So Charles got 116. Will got 100. Because 
point score was too low. Um, CJ picked Hamilton. I don't believe I picked Hamilton. I really, I, I, I don't understand how I picked Hamilton. I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't have done that. I have absolutely zero. I have zero faith in in Hamilton for the rest of the season. They weren't going to win another game. I said that. I said Hamilton's not winning another game. Saskatchewan's going to beat them. Why would I pick Hamilton in doing this? Now I, I don't know why that happened. It's I, I, on tape, so we can go back and look. I, I sure. I I I don't know. That's a complete brain fart or something. But I I don't believe I picked Hamilton. I can't can't pick Hamilton on purpose. There, there's there's nothing in there's nothing that would have said Hamilton would have been even yeah. remotely capable of handling Toronto. I don't believe it. Anyhow, uh, Rudy picked Hamilton as well, so you got zeros as well, buddy. I, I don't. <laughs> I know. I don't believe I picked <laughs> Hamilton. I, I wish. I wish you guys. <laughs> I wish you guys would just admit that you're closet <laughs> Bo Levi Mitchell fans, and you're hoping that he was going to play in that game. I thought the emotion of the game. I thought they were with the emotion of the game. They won last year. I thought they were coming in hot. Toronto maybe right for the picking. I kind of thought that, but obviously they just shit the bed. Terrible. Yeah, no, I, I, I never had that thought. I just there's there's not a, a bone in my body that thought Hamilton was even going to be competitive. Never mind win. I, I don't believe they beat the Lions. I think there was something the matter. Some some alien came down and fixed something and did something stupid because there's no way they could have beat the Lions. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just I'm not buying it. Okay, so anyhow, the next game uh, was Edmonton in Calgary, the Battle of Alberta. This is a Labor Day classic. What's this one called, Will? What do you guys call this? Yeah. The Labor Day classic. The Labor this is Day the Labor classic. Day classic. And then what? In the yes, game in sir. Alberta is called the, or in Edmonton is called the Battle of Alberta, or I don't know. No, just the game in Edmonton. It's following the Labor Day classic. <laughs> okay. 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 Sure. Game in Edmonton. Fuck it, eh? Um, did you did you see that? Uh, they brought a bunch of people down from Yellowknife from the fires that were evacuated, yep. and they they were in the at the the game. And this one yep. woman holds up a thing, and it says, "The Eskimos are rooting for the Elks." And she was in you. That was funny. Oh yeah, yeah. She says the Eskimos are rooting for the Elks. I, 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 now, now I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but I think three weeks ago or four weeks ago, Calgary's PA announcer passed away. Okay. I did see that. They have a new guy now. They have a new guy now. And for a good part of the game on Monday, he referred to the Elks as the Esks. Okay? Oh. It was hilarious. Cool. It was hilarious. So Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so this this game was the, the Labor Day Classic in Alberta between the Edmonton Elks and the Calgary Stampeders. It was in Calgary. Uh, interesting game. Hod- the Edmonton Elks owned this game for eight, 58 minutes. They literally owned this game for 58 minutes. And they screwed the pooch on the last drive of the game and lost. Uh, how, how does that happen? Oh, my God. Edmonton is just Edmonton. You shake your head on this one. They literally, they had this game. They owned it, and they just let it slide away. How can you, like, snatch defeat in the arms of victory? How many times can you do that in one season? Because... Edmonton's got a victory. Actually, they've got two. How did they get those two? I have no idea. Because they sure don't know how to win. This was an entertaining game. It was a good game. I, I, I was cheering for Edmonton. Don't know why. I don't really like the Edmonton Elks. But I kind of felt bad for them. God. I don't know. William, talk about this game. You you were at the game. You you left early. You told us that. Yes, I um, did. It's kind of um, embarrassing that you did I, that. Nah, it's not embarrassing. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I saw it at home on TV. It was okay. Anyways, um, you know what? I don't think Edmonton really dominated the game. Edmonton was just there. And they had this guy named Trey Ford, who was like the he was like the McMahon Stadium rabbit. Nobody could catch him. Okay, <laughs> he was he was he was all over the field all day long, and he made people look silly. And and I noticed when I rewatched the game, the announcers on TV were starting to refer to him as the next Doug Flutie, okay? So, um, but Trey Ford, if he keeps on running around like that, he's going to get hurt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Because he's going to get hit. And, and, you know, these linebackers will pin their fucking ears back and say, okay, let's see what we can do. Anyways, um, it was a typical Calgary game this year. Calgary is the most consistent, inconsistent team in the CFL. I'll you say. don't know who's gonna I don't know. You don't know I don't know if that's gonna, possible. You, you don't know who's gonna come out. You don't know if they're gonna look like world beaters. You don't know if they're gonna look like shit. You don't know anything. And that's all within within a game, okay? And so they I guess you know what? I guess they pulled a bomber, okay? They were horrible for three quarters, and they scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. And yep. and two of those touchdowns, they 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 gambled on third down and completed the passes on third down. So, um, you know what? I tell you, I hate Jake Mayer. But then he does shit like that, and he no- looks like he fucking knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
So, you know what? The Calgary Stampeders could win the Grey Cup or they may not make the playoffs. Take your pick. That's all I'm going to say. Well, right now they are, they're not tied, or shall we say, but they are kind of tied for a playoffs position with Hamilton with a crossover. They have to actually beat the crossover team by a point, at least one point, and uh, they could do that. They could do that next week if they beat Edmonton because Hamilton is not going to deal well. Uh, I don't even know who Hamilton's playing. Hamilton's playing Ottawa. Who knows what that game's going to do? Uh, but they're playing on three days rest. <sighs> okay. Uh, Charles, Edmonton, Calgary. <sighs> Jake Mayer is quickly starting to remind me a lot of Trevor Harris because you don't know whether you're going to get good Jake Mayer or bad Jake Mayer because he comes and goes all throughout the year. Um, throughout one game. Yeah, yeah, because... He looked like crap in the first half of this game. And then he was like almost like a world beater in the second half. It's weird. Uh, Edmonton, I was resigned to the fact that Edmonton had the game won. There was a time I think they were up like 31-19, and there was like three and a half minutes left. I'm like, ah, it looks like Edmonton's got this one. And then they just fold down the stretch. And it was really weird because it looked, they were on looked like they were on cruise control. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe they went on cruise control too quickly, and they just folded up in the final minutes. And Calgary came back and overtook them. Um, Calgary would look like crap for three quarters, and in the fourth quarter, they just uh, it's like they flipped the light switch and the two teams switched. Um, Trey Ford was great in this game again. Uh, I can see the comparisons to. Uh, Doug Flutie with some of the uh, escapes that guy did in this game is just unreal. Uh, he's got to have more passing yards. His passing yards were not impress- as impressive in this game as we've seen in other games. But, boy, they were running all over Calgary's defense for the majority of this game. Not just Trey Ford, but the uh, Edmonton running back. Uh, what was his name? Um his name escapes me right now. But the Edmonton running back, I think he was close to 100 yards, too. Trey Ford set a record for most rushing yards by a Canadian quarterback. So they ran all over Calgary. But uh, in, in the end, they just, uh, I guess, took the, foot off, they took the foot off the gas a little bit too early. And Calgary snuck up on them and stole the win from them. Entertaining game. All three of the four games this week were entertaining. It's just that... Toronto-Hamilton blowout, which was a bit of a dud. But other than that, the games were all good this weekend. Mm -hmm. They were. Enjoyed them. Rudy. Edmonton-Calgary. You know, I thought Jake Mayer did some okay things in the first half, even though it wasn't going well. But his team kept on taking stupid penalties. Like, his own team sabotages his efforts. Like, sometimes, yeah, he struggles. But once in a while, he'll put a drive together, and then someone takes a roughing penalty or an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, and it just kills him. Like, they got down to the, the three-yard line, and then the guy shut up and, and took an unsportsmanlike penalty, and that, that put him back 15 yards. So, I mean, that stats, that's, that's got to be cleaned up for them to make a legitimate push for the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it was – Edmonton, I think that's it for them. They're – 
their little two-game win streak, and that, that's a devastating loss. And you know what? I think sometimes you have, I don't want to say rookie imports, but guys who are used to playing the American game, and you see you're up 17 points or 16 points with like six minutes left. In an NFL game, you've already – you take your foot off the gas, you kneel down a few times, and there's not enough time to come back. CFL, you take your foot off the gas with five or six minutes left, and you know what? Things unravel quickly, momentum switches, and you can't get it back, and it's a one-way street. So it seemed like Edmonton just took a breath, and that was all it took for Calgary to come roaring back. So good win for the Stamps. They, they, they were due for one of those. Okay. Final score was Calgary 35, Edmonton 31. 61 points total. Charles, you took Calgary. Uh, you got 100 points. Willie, you picked Calgary. You got 114 points. CJ took Edmonton. Got six points. Rudy took Calgary. It was 108 for him. Okay, so now we're finished this. Let's go and look at Sparky's. Uh, where is he? There he is. What happened and what's going on here? We, we're going to run out of time today before we get to any of these things. Okay, so... Uh, That's okay. Charles ended up with 352 points. CJ got 140. Rudy got a, 244. And Will got a, 282. Uh, so, actually, Charles took over the first place with 3,904 points. CJ is in second at 38 98. So I'm only back by six points. Uh, Rudy is at 37.14, and Will is down at 29.22. Okay, so that's that. Now, the next game, we got to pick the scores for the next games and, and finish this off, and then we can go talk about some silly shit. Uh, but there's only going to be a half an hour left. Drafting betting odds. They have a, a Ottawa-Hamilton game. They have Ottawa by three points with an over-under of 47. Charles, uh, Willie, are you wanting to pick last again? Yes, please. Okay. Um, CJ's going with Ottawa and 48 points. Charles, what are you going to do? Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think this is a fair matchup. This is a team on three days rest against a team coming off a bye we saw how that worked out for the BC Lions earlier this week, earlier this year against Winnipeg. I really don't think it's going much better for Hamilton. They're not a great football team to begin with, and this they, they they've had literally no time to recover or prepare for this at all. I'm picking Ottawa with uh, 51 points. Okay, uh, Rudy. Oof. Ottawa's bad too. Um... I'll go Ottawa 35. Okay. William. You want to pick last, William. You have to stay with us. Did we lose him? No, I'm here. Okay. What's the first game? Sorry. Fuck. I'm going to bench you. Uh, it's no, Ottawa and Hamilton. Oh fuck! What? Who did you guys pick? 
Ottawa. Everybody took Ottawa. Right? I picked yeah. Philadelphia. Oh, fuck. They're not playing Rudy. They're in the NFL. Um, no, but they might win. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up, but this would be pointless. <laughs> uh, let's go Ottawa 42. Okay. The next game's about the same. Uh, Toronto with a spread of 10.5 points. The over-under is 51.5 is playing Montreal. Montreal is coming to Toronto to play at BMO Field. Uh, uh, you know what? I bet against Toronto last time with H- Hamilton, although I don't believe I did. I think Sparky fucked that one up. But uh, anyhow, if, 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 if I actually said that, I didn't mean it. I was under drugs or some alien had me or something, okay? Uh, I'm going to take Toronto, and I'm going to go with 48 points on this one. Charles, Toronto, Montreal. Montreal still got Cody Fajardo at quarterback, so I really uh, have trouble picking him to beat anybody, and I'm not going to pick him to beat um, um, Toronto now either. Uh, Toronto, uh, 40 your, your, your mic is doing something really stupid, whatever it is. Is it? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Toronto, 47. Toronto, 47. Okay. Uh, Rudy. Uh, Toronto, 52. William. Montreal Montreal 42 Okay The next game Interesting Winnipeg by 8 With an over under of 48.5 Saskatchewan into Winnipeg I cannot believe that Saskatchewan is possibly going to win this game. Uh, so I'm going to go Winnipeg, and I'm going with 48 points. Charles. Hopefully this mic sounds a little bit better. 100%. Um, okay, good. I switched, uh, switched headsets. Uh, honestly, I think Saskatchewan's going to get hammered in this game. I really do. I think it's going to pit, the loss last week's going to piss off the, uh, the Bombers. I bet they're pissed off by the, the headbutt and stuff like that. I think Saskatchewan gets stopped in this one. Winnipeg, 56. I honestly am not seeing Winnipeg being that good of a game to do that, good, that good of a team to do that with. But I, we'll let you go. Okay, Rudy. Um, I'm going to go Winnipeg. 55. Okay. And William. Winnipeg, 62. Hmm. You're not, you're not going to go with Saskatchewan. I'm not stupid, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Calgary in Edmonton. Do you want to go on? Do you want to go first on this one? No. You're going to pick Calgary. Maybe. 
I picked Edmonton the last game. Didn't do very well. I'm going to take Edmonton, and I'm going with 48 points. Charles? Um, I honestly think Edmonton had their chance last week. Uh, I think they kind of blew it. I think Calgary wins this one. It could be close again, but I still think uh, Calgary comes through on this one. I think Edmonton kind of got knocked back down to earth. Uh, Calgary, 42. Calgary, 42. Rudy. Ah. Calgary. No, you know what? I always I'm going to go Edmonton. Edmonton forty nine. Okay, William. Yeah, um, I should pick Edmonton because who knows what Calgary team is going to show up in Edmonton, but. Other than Trey Ford, I don't I don't think Edmonton's very good. They're not very good. Ah, shit. I'm gonna say Calgary uh forty two. You can't. That's what Charles picked. Forty three. That's ridiculous. But yes, okay. There you go. That's a wrap on these games. Okay, Sparky, you're going to have to figure this one out on your own because I'm not doing anything with it. Week 14 in the bay. Actually, you know what? I can look at my thing here. And it says CJ picked Hamilton 48 last, last week. I don't believe I did. But I wrote it down with my own handwriting. So, Sparky, you don't have to go back and look at it. I, I just confirmed the fact that I'm an idiot. Okay. So, that's the end of those scores and that's oh let's never mind okay uh where are we going to go here we got to go over to the agenda now because charles built an agenda we should pay attention to it with 12 minutes left in the show no not quite but there's a little bit more than that there's a couple of things that i want to deal with so let's deal with this chad kelly signs a three-year contract extension with the toronto argonauts this is a guy who is a rookie for all intents and purposes. He did not make a start last year. I don't think he did. And He made um, one. He made one start last year, okay? Uh, he he did a, played a, like the fourth quarter in the Grey Cup. Did okay. And then he's come in here and he's played a bunch of games in for Toronto, it, most of them in the Eastern Division, most of them. And, uh, and he, yeah, he's eight and one or something like this. And now they're out of buys, and they're, they're, they don't have another buy for the rest of the season. So now their team is just going to get tired and sore and beat up as we're going to go along. And we're going to watch the injuries compound. And Toronto's going to collapse like a cheap tent. Um, but they go and sign Chad Kelly to a three-year contract extension, making him the highest paid player in the CFL. Hasn't won a fucking thing. He hasn't done a damn thing. He's played half a year of football, and he's the highest paid player in the CFL. 
I'm sorry. I, I don't understand how this makes sense. This makes as much sense as signing Taylor Cornelius as your number one quarterback in Edmonton or Cody Fajardo, your number one quarterback in Montreal or Trevor Harris in Regina. Bully by Mitchell and Hamilton. All, these are all stupid, 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 stupid decisions. And Chad Kelly, yeah, he could be the next superstar. This might work out really well. But you've got no track record to base him to be the highest paid player in the CFL. What moron did that? Like, seriously, it makes no sense. Why would you do that? I know Toronto fans are all excited that they've got this quarterback signed up for the next three years. And, yeah, he's the highest paid quarterback. He's the highest paid player in the CFL. He's done nothing. So somebody, somebody share some wisdom with me and tell me where this makes sense. Rudy, tell me where this makes sense because well, I can't see it. Well, we keep saying right now he went into the Grey Cup game last year against a team that has a, was supposed to have a great defense in Winnipeg, and he shredded them in the fourth quarter. He ran on them, and he basically scored the big touchdown to win them the Grey Cup. So he gets points for that comes back this year and the team's nine and one and I mean Toronto needs somebody to market in that in that they need something. So does he deserve it? Probably not, but in that market I think it's that's what you're looking at is they need someone that he has some charisma. They can kind of market him. I understand it. Is it too much? Probably because I don't know how the salary cap the salary cap is gonna be an issue for them next year with that with that money and now anybody else that's going to raise the price of quarterbacks again because you're going to be looking at you know let's say if Caleros wins a great cup this year or if Vernon Adams wins a great cup or somebody else they're going to be looking for you know well maybe not Chad Kelly money but they'll be looking at well give me 575 or 580 so it's interesting I still think he's going to come down. I think he's still going to have, he's going to hit a, he lost some issues in the second half of the season. I think, I think when he plays, well, too bad he doesn't play BC again. He only nope. plays Winnipeg once. That's going to yeah, be kind but, of. But he's got what, four or five games against Hamilton? <laughs> or in Ottawa or whatever. Yeah. It's a joke. No, I think he, they, they played three games against Hamilton and they play another one this week coming up. That's four. I don't know if they play him again for the rest of the season, but it's highly possible. They're going to get to they're going to get to live the life of a West team that dominates and clinches too early, like Calgary or Winnipeg, and then they get to sit around for two months and not play any meaningful football, and you lose that little bit of edge. So see how they handle it. It won't matter in the in the East semifinal or final East final. They'll win that, but Great Cup might be a different story play a hungry West team. Especially if BC and Winnipeg are scrapping to the end. Yeah. Just checking, just checking, just checking. Yeah, no, it's four four times they play Hamilton. That's what nobody wants to see that. 
Toronto plays Hamilton four times, and Toronto plays BC once. They play Winnipeg once. Yeah, it's a joke. Crazy. Like marquee matchups. You have that's like that makes no sense. None. And and, and spare me the oh, it's a, a rivalry with Hamilton. There's no rivalry rivalry when one team is good and one team is crap. Just to see them not pummel each each other, pummel one team over and over again, stupid. I'm I'm guessing Montreal and Ottawa are they're complained about the travel costs. With that, not too bad. Well, I agree. I kind of percent I mean, they have bus rides to most of their games, anyways. They're, they're so close, like Toronto. And I, it, it's crazy. Okay, let's let's move up there. William, do you have anything to say about this? Chad Kelly, um, three-year contract. You know what? One point eight what? million dollars. You think about how long did how long did Mike Riley and Bolivai Mitchell have to wait? to be the highest played players in the CFL. They both had won great cups. They both had won great cups already. Okay. So um, I'm not surprised that there's instant gratification right now, but this guy has never been in a pressure situation and we won't find out what he's like until the end of the year. And then let's see how good Chad Kelly is. And I mean, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his, but I do, I do like his intensity because he is a very intense human being. And so, yeah, let's give him a chance. And once again, in the CFL, no contract is guaranteed, so you can always cut him if he doesn't work out, right? No, pretty simple. Well, next year, but not the rest of this year. Once you've gone right. past Labor Day, you can't cut them. Right. Right. But that's this year. They're not going to cut him this year anyways because no. he plays Hamilton five more times. No, he should he win all those games. <laughs> it's Ottawa and Montreal that he plays a, a lot of more games. Like, right. Seriously, okay. like, whatever. Is he better? Is he better than Cody Fajardo? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Okay, here's here's Toronto's schedule for the rest of the season. They play Montreal. They play Hamilton. They play Winnipeg. They play Edmonton. They play Ottawa. They play Saskatchewan. They play Ottawa. <laughs> so he should win out the season other than Winnipeg. You should, yeah. And, and that's kind of what I said. I said that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to win out the season. Toronto's going to win out the season, except for the loss to Winnipeg. Well, if Winnipeg decides to show up for four quarters. If Winnipeg decides to show up for four quarters. That's right. But think about it. Hamilton and Toronto play a preseason game. Four in the regular season, and probably a, and it could have been a playoff game. That's like six games. Mm-hmm. That's, no one wants to see anybody play six times in the CFL, especially against a shitty East team. Like God, no. Like how do you market that? 
Well, it's, it's not hard to market a Hamilton game against Toronto. Not six times. On yeah, TV when yeah, no you can. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, not when your team is absolutely shite the way that they are. But, anyhow, i got to pay attention to my time. Okay, 14 minutes left. Um, Did everybody have a chance to go on this one? Pretty much. Okay. So we're going to move on from that just because we can and should. Uh, Randy Ambrosius admits the stats struggle is disappointing and frustrating. I don't think there's much to say about this other than can we please fire him? It's just unbelievable that we don't have anything. Uh, uh, Peter Robertson got a one game. Is it Robertson or Robinson? It's Robertson. Robertson. Robertson, okay. Robertson got a one-game suspension for headbutting Zach Caleros. That's uh, we've already talked about that. That's a, a good suspension. Uh, Tiger Cats head coach Orlando Steinauer addresses the cryptic post from Duke Williams, and and that's basically what it what it said. Charles and I were both quoting it: is that he is he's not available for this game. And uh, we don't know what the future will hold for him. So uh, the, 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 the tweet came, basically came out and said, uh, yeah, Hamilton, it's been fun, but I'm out of here. And I don't know what's happening. Now, William says that he has gone on the six-game injury list, but that has not been officially announced. Uh, one other thing here is we got the CFL Players Association questions why the Labor Day game went ahead despite poor air quality. Now, which game are we talking about here? Are we talking about the Calgary game? I believe game? the I guess one in so. Calgary. Yeah. Okay, so what does it say? The uh, CFLPA is expressing concern after Monday's Labor Day classic between Calgary and Edmonton at McMahon went ahead despite smoky air conditions. Brian Ramsey, executive director, Okay. Air quality readings throughout the day in Calgary oscillated between 8 and 10, according to Environment Canada's Air Quality Health Index, or Calgary, measurements that are classified as high risk. Okay, the CFL, it has been made with the CFL to halt any on-game activities where air quality ratings are above a 7. Hmm. Do you think that, Will, you were at the game. Do you think the air quality in there would have affected the players? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it was like. When I I went to the game, and, and you've been to a game with me before, and I don't know if we went. At the end of the game, I walk up a quite a steep hill, Okay. I can okay. walk that hill, no no problem. I can walk that hill. I've never had a problem walking that hill. On uh, Monday, walking up that hill, I was out of breath. Okay? So, to me, that's total air quality right there. I just couldn't imagine these guys running full tilt that they weren't affected by it. Okay? And I think it, I think it was ridiculous that they even played the game. But it's a nightmare to reschedule a game like that. 
Uh-huh. And that's the reason. And that's the reason they did it. Yeah. So. And, and the air quality is not going to get better anytime real soon. In fact, it's probably going to be no having problems in Edmonton this coming week. I mean, that's the other thing about having that game on Monday. My favorite part of that game is at the beginning of the day game when they do the flyover. They couldn't do the flyover because it was too smoke. So. I mean, yeah, I was surprised they didn't cancel the game. So, and I mean, I still went to the game despite uh, despite my wife flapping her lips about going. I shouldn't have went, she said. So, and I don't necessarily disagree with her. No, and that's a smart move. Don't disagree with the wife. Yeah. Yeah. But I still went. I still went. You still, you still went. And it was, it was gross. It really was gross. So, and you could tell on TV that it was smoky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could tell there was like a bit of a haze over the field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. But yeah, once I don't again. Know. It shows you what kind of power the CFLPA has, because Zero. in reality, nothing. They say they they say they canceled the game at seven. Well, all day long I heard it was an eight or a nine in Calgary. As as a player, as players, I would have just refused to go out on the field. But obviously, they wanted to play as well. So right, and that's we, what I was yeah. going to wonder were the players on the teams consulted? Uh, did anyone raise concerns? I'm guessing they probably didn't because they didn't hear anything, so... No. I didn't hear about any any issues. Were there any health issues? I don't like that's another thing. I mean, maybe they have to look at... Right. Maybe they have to talk to a doctor and actually sit down and like, who... Like, what can be affected? Obviously, people with asthma, that's a huge trigger, but... I mean, if you're a healthy athlete, what what are your real risks if it's at a level seven or eight, you know, or a le- between or a twelve? Like no one really knows. We have these numbers. Not, now everybody's an expert, and, and like I know in Regina, we were actually looking at there was some concern, and then magically they said, yeah, no, the smoke, it was fine. It was a five at kickoff. I'm not sure if it was a five at kickoff, but you know, some fancy uh, math skills before kickoff. Uh, so who knows? They probably have to sit down with the uh, PA and try and figure it out. But this and is once CFL. again, these are these are these are young conditioned athletes. I'm an old man. Okay, so big difference. Big difference. Okay. So were you? Where walking, are we? Sorry, were you walking up? Sorry, were you walking up the hill like swearing at mayor? That could have caught, that could have made slowed you down too. Yeah, no, that uh, <laughs> that wasn't it. Because I, it, it was funny because I, I, I noticed, I noticed right away walking up the hill, and and I mean quite truthfully, I ran up the hill because I was trying to get home in time to watch the fourth quarter just in case. Okay, so and, yeah, and we- I did make it. I did make it in the house just just as the fourth quarter started. So maybe the smoke I, got I to was, Edmonton. Maybe that was the problem. 
Maybe, maybe. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> who knows? Edmonton has has set it up this year so they lose fucking games. Okay, it's just it's too bad. It's too bad. And this is not the first game where Edmonton has uh, had a lead and they looked in control that they collapsed in. May I remind you of twenty-two to nothing? That is correct. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Right. Where are we going? What are we doing here? <sighs> Charles, was there something else? I don't think there was. I think we got through most of it. I think we got through it. Oh, there we are. Players Association going down. Chad Kelly was the last one. Yeah, we've gone through them all. I really, I mean, there's not much to do. Duke Williams. And we really don't know what's going on there. We have to wait. You kind of, you kind of skated over this one really fast, Christopher. The the Randy Ambrosi stat thing, you know. But we've done it so many times. Yeah, but if you were, all I'm gonna say is, if you were in charge of something like that for a private company, and You'd it be fucked up this bad, you would be fired weeks ago. Look at weeks the chick ago. over at Bud Light. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. No, I agree. She. He, he, how How does he have his still still have his job? We don't know. I mean, absolutely not. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of we, people we, in this league right now that we don't understand we, why they have their job. And Who's how available? is it that he has not? How is it that he has not come completely fucking unglued at this genius sports company over this catastrophe? Because it is a catastrophe. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh it is. But I, I think it's Yo, funny as hell that he, done? he said that the old site was was terrible. It wasn't upgradable. And then the guy who built it comes forward and says, you're an idiot. And then Ambrosi has to come publicly and apologize for his comments that he made about the previous company. Like it, it, at every turn, and it's I, a joke. I don't know about you guys, but I had no issues with the stats the way they were. No, they were working just fine. fine. Yeah, you could find anything you wanted to. I mean, it would have been nice to expand it to get more stats. But, but, but you, why but would you fix something that's not broken? Okay, like fuck. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. This is, that's just ridiculous. Okay, where are we going to go? CFL. Let's go over to the news and see what's there. I don't want to talk about the waggle. Fantasy projections recap. No, we've done that. We don't want to do that. Riders, bombers, reports. Uh, nope. <coughs> Elks had this. CFL writers. Okay, let's just see what the writers predict for uh, week 14, which is what we've just done. Um, straight across the board, we have the Ottawa Red Blacks beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats by everybody but Pat Steinbeck, Steinberg. Uh, Toronto is a complete, completely destroys Montreal. Winnipeg completely destroys Saskatchewan. 
And Pat Steinbeck is the only one that picked Calgary. Edmonton straight across the board by all the media personnel to beat the Stampeders. Wow. Okay, so everybody's going to be right about Ottawa, and everybody's going to be wrong about the Elks. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It could be could be one one way or the other. But how do you? Well, See, like Saskatchewan has nothing to lose. They could they could be loose if they lose. They they have nothing to lose. They're expected to lose. They can come in, and you know you never know. Throw some luck. I, I don't see it happening, but they, they're on house money for this week. They don't – they split with Winnipeg. That's one and one is all they could ask for. Yeah, 100%. So. Oh, God. Everything Calgary seems to me to be the toughest game to pick this week because I don't know both teams. You don't even have a like, – who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Hamilton, Ottawa, that's pretty straightforward. I just don't see Hamilton having the, the guff to do that. Toronto, Montreal, that's a Toronto game. That's that's done. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg's going to take that one. But Calgary, I honestly can't tell you who's going to win that game. Doesn't mean I'm going to be wrong, correct on the other three. It's just that the smart money is on those teams, right? I mean, Ottawa is three and eight on the season. Hamilton is four and seven on the season. That's a coin flip. But because Hamilton's on three days rest and Ottawa's coming off a bye, you have to believe that Ottawa is going to be able to put in four quarters of football. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton, two and ten against a four and eight. That's the, this game is just the two teams of hot garbage. Who knows? We've we've seen stranger things this year. We have seen stranger things this year. And I mean, look at the standings. It's it's terrible. It, it it's only now that we've got four teams that are above five hundred. We've actually got five right now with Montreal. Well Okay. Let's just go home. I want to go home. Um, I am. This has been let's. I know this has been let's talk CFL podcast episode number five hundred and forty-six. I'm your host Christopher Jones. Uh, we are got a minute left in the show. I'm going to sign it off, and we're going to go watch some football this weekend. We're going to the Labor Day rematches. Most of them, anyhow, they don't have the Toronto Hamilton game this this week, which is really under, I don't understand that the, the Toronto Hamilton rematches next week. Yeah, and weird. to schedule guys just a moron, uh, idiot. We're, we've used that those terms too much. We really have to find some other ways to describe these fools. But anyhow, uh, Charles, say good night. Fifty seconds. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games. We'll talk to you next week. And Rudy. Yeah. Good night and uh, go bombers. Go bombers. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Saskatchewan, yeah, go Ryder. Oh, can I? I can't say that. Wash your mouth. Something's on my tongue. William. Well, another week. Let's watch football. Go, 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 Calgary. There we go. Calgary.
There you go. Be, okay. Be consistent. Don't be inconsistent. Who knows who's going to win? 